0: Peace, everyone. This is Alicia coming to you from Houston, Texas. You are listening to the Microdosing Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. Today's topic is about caregiving for parents. And I'm going to um, elucidate on this further in, a, in another season, but I, I wanted to talk about it here because most recently, um, the Dementia Day Center that one of my family members attends was um, talking about closing down. And so, you know, cr- I created a petition, passed it around, other petitions were moving, so on and so forth. And it was so disturbing because um, our elders are the people that have put us in position to be where we are today. And it was very sad to me that um, that a company, uh, the United Way does the funding for this particular day center Felt like elder care was no longer important. And from what I understand, like that was the verbiage that they used when we're all going to need elder care in some way, shape, form, or fashion as we get older. So it's really impar- important for all of us to protect our um, services for elder care because it happens really fast things like dementia, Alzheimer's, different variations of Alzheimer's, it shows up really quickly and it can change your life overnight. And so I wanted to talk about caregiving for parents in particular and how no one really prepares you um, as you're growing up to say, hey, you know one day you're going to have to take care of your mom and dad. It's just something that kind of falls in your lap. You may have a parent that says, hey, you know, can you take me to the doctor? But they will never really say like, I don't want to drive anymore. Or if you're telling them they can't drive anymore, it may really cause a ruckus. Like it's just having that independence taken away from them to do things like simply going to the grocery store, to the post office, to church, those things feel like they're being taken away from them. And as I'm watching The people in my family become older. Some of them have already transitioned to death and they weren't very old at all. Like there are people that have been passing away that were, you know, not even 70 years old yet. And just looking at lifestyle and how important it is for us to take care of ourselves. Because when you're caregiving, sometimes the person that's being cared for is healthier than the actual caregiver because you're so exhausted of having to keep up with so many moving parts. And so any person that is out here caregiving, I just want to send you love and light and let you know that... um, I understand that it is not easy to take care of someone that you have had to suffer ambiguous loss. And what I mean by that is you have lost the person that you knew them to be. And now there's someone completely different. So it's like they faded away right in front of you. And that's hard. That's hard to deal with. So anyone that's having to, to take care of someone, um, I'm really there for you, and I'm just sending you light and love energy. The other thing is, caregivers, there is no compensation, and it is a whole job. It's a whole thing, and it really makes you like modify and have to shift and reconfigure some things in your own life, and you don't have the freedom that you're used to having because now you have to always think about this other person. Then there's sometimes there's some guilt about not wanting to do it, you know, like having so much responsibility put on you because sometimes that person is really more comfortable with one person more than another. And so it could be taxing. You're talking about managing their households, managing their doctor's appointments, um, grocery shopping, making sure that their hygiene is taken care of. You're talking everything from specialty doctors that you need referrals for, all the way to dentistry. You know, and like dental wise, you got to make sure that their mouth is being taken care of because these are the things that contribute to high blood pressure, diabetes, dementia. So you you got to make sure that you're even doing that. So. In caregiving, you have to make sure that you're taking care of yourself. This is another reason that healing is so important because if you're not doing the work to heal and the responsibility falls in your lap of a family member for you to take care of them and you have unresolved issues between you, it is going to be a challenge to be able to effectively take care of that person without becoming abusive. And that's just the truth of the matter. You'll find yourself talking to them crazy, being really frustrated, and really just... feeling resentful, you know, starting to feel like, why am I the person that has to do this? But I do want to let you know that there are an abundance of blessings that come with taking care of people who are no longer able to take care of themselves. And there are a lot of resources that are available that are in place to help you get a break. So something like having a day center is priceless because it gives um our loved one an opportunity to get away from the house it's almost like going to school every day and so that they they have eight hours where they're away from home so they're doing everything that they can to earn their sleep for the night and then when they get home you know they're in a routine they come home they bathe they eat they watch a little tv or read a book or whatever and then it really is good to keep them in a um in a routine, you know, if they're in that kind of space where they can do that. If you are a person that is caring for someone who um, is not mobile, can't get up and move around, Hire somebody to come and help you a couple of days a week. There are resources, there are programs that are available for respite care so that you can get away because caregiving is a 24-hour job. And even if you were going to pay for it every day, I don't think the average person can really afford it, right? Um, Also for yourself, make sure that you're doing things like getting disability insurance, not just life insurance, so that if something does happen to you, you can get insured on like not being able to work, not being able to take care of yourself, or if you just need a caregiver full-time, that disability insurance will help offset the costs. Also things like long-term care insurance is also important. You don't know if you're going to have to be in an assisted living facility or a nursing home. And again, being able to offset those costs and not put that pressure on your family is really important. And so I'm having this conversation, not just the caregivers, but to each of us as people who are aging. You know, every day we wake up, We're one step closer to death and we just don't know when that is going to be. And with um, aging being hard enough, (laughs) just with all the things happening in the world and having to kind of like maneuver through all of those things, it's best to have some peace of mind where you have a support. In place. And let me tell you, the support may not be other family members. Your support may be something like a day center and the people that work there who become like a second family. It may be, you know, other social services that you can use um, and put in place. And so as you're aging and you're getting older. Just know that anything can happen at any given time where you may have to step in and caregive for someone that you love. And know that they may not be happy about that, but everything is in their best interest, and you are going to need help. There is a lot of things that I feel like people do that. They take on a responsibility that's bigger than them because they feel guilty about reaching for help. They feel guilty about sending someone away for the day. They feel guilty about not being the person that cooks all the food. I mean, if you can afford it, hire somebody to meal prep. You know, I'm able to meal prep because I do work from home. And so I typically make meals for seven days out of the week. And, but sometimes, I mean, truthfully, I get burned out, I get exhausted. And so sometimes it doesn't happen that way, but do your best, but also extend yourself to figure out how you could fill some of the gaps. And, um, I guarantee you by doing that, you'll have a better experience because you will always need a break when you're taking care of people who cannot do it themselves. And, um, You know, it's just a huge responsibility. So please don't feel guilty about um, asking for help, and don't be afraid to ask for help. Get in, get into the circles, get into the community to find out what's available to you. And there are also a lot of caregiver support groups that just kind of let you come in and vent about how crazy things are at home, (laughs) and it's a safe place to do that. And I think that's. important as well. Um, there is a great book called The 36-Hour Day. It's a um, almost like a periodical written. It comes out of John Hopkins, and um, they update it every couple of years. It is a great book for people who are caregiving, especially for people who are suffering with Alzheimer's. And so if that is your journey and your walk with your loved one, that is a great resource to have. And like I said, they updated it um, every couple of years so that it matches the times that we're in. And being in this pandemic has really put a strain on caregivers as well. So again, sending light and love to all the caregivers, to all of you, warriors who are out here just making the dots connect for your loved ones. You are really truly the angels of this world. So until we speak again, take care of yourself, be kind to yourself and each other. I am Alicia. You are listening to the Microdosing Podcast. Please follow me on all of the podcast platforms as well as on Instagram at Microdosing underscore podcast. Peace and progress.